Yo, this is Phil from Neck Deep, and you're listening to the Rock Sound Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Rock Sound Podcast. I'm Will Cross, junior editor at the magazine. Joining me as always, Tamsin Wills, how are you? Hello, I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, feeling good? I'm feeling good. A little bit little bit sleepy. We're, we're nearing the end of the week now. Yes. And um, the bags under my eyes are growing larger with every waking moment. <laughs> Likewise. And Jack Rogers, hello. Hello, Will. How are you? I'm great because winter's actually here now. Yeah. It's not like that fake winter we've been having where it's been really warm. You haven't been knowing if you need a coat or not. No, it's like proper. Can confirm it's coat weather. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. So I'm buzzing. Doc Martin's weather. Brilliant. Nice. Lovely stuff. Well, last week we had Chris Motionless from Motionless and White and Ash Costello of New Year's Day on the show. Absolutely brilliant. Loads of good feedback online. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, follow us on SoundCloud. But this week, we have got Mr. Remington Leith from Palais Royale joining us on the show. So many of you out there are absolutely calling for that band in your droves for us to cover them in any which way. So we're bringing Mr. Leith on just ahead of their sold-out debut UK show in London. And also, Carl Faisal and Dan Lampton of the awesome Real Friends, one of my favourite pop punk bands on the scene. They're gearing up to record album number three, so I caught up with both of them just at their show in Neck Deep a few weeks ago to find out exactly what's going on with that. But first, Tam's in the news. Right. Fall Out Boy have previewed new song Expensive Mistakes live. Don Broco have officially announced new album Technology and dropped the new song, which is called T-Shirt Song. Uh, it's coming in February 2018, so get hyped for that. Waterparks have posted their first episode of an entertainment studio diary online. All Time Low have dropped the video for Good Times. I Don't Know How But They Found Me have released new song Choke. Sleeping With Sirens have dropped an acoustic EP live and acoustic from NYC. Marmosets have announced a UK tour taking place next February and Against the Current will play both the opening and closing ceremonies of the League of Legends World Finals, both of which will be live streamed. Check out Legends Never Die now. Banger! <laughs> Do you want to add a banger, Jack? <laughs> awesome stuff. Yes, yeah, so Mr. Leith, Remington Leith, vocalist frontman of the uh, growing phenomenon that is Palais Royale. Um, super excited. So I've spoken to Remington a good few times across this year, stuff with the magazine and things like that. Um, so it feels very special to have him doing his debut on the podcast. Uh, so I brought all kinds of stuff to him about their crazy, crazy year and what's to come. And uh, some little exclusives in this chat for all you Palais Royale fans out there. And also some really, really interesting chat about being a very different band and we've talked a lot about on the show already but crossing genres and crossing musical worlds and introducing listeners to all kinds of musical eras that maybe they wouldn't have found out about otherwise and of course there's a sold out debut UK show as I mentioned earlier coming up at the Camden Assembly next week in London so so excited huge stuff but let's uh, allow Mr Leaf to do the talking so yeah Remington Leith Palais Royale here we go so let, let's kick off with Boom Boom Room then. So it's been with us for just over a year now. Does it really feel like people have totally connected with the songs now? You know, like songs like Too Many People and Warhol and Mr. Doctor Man, like they just seem like these anthems now. Does it really feel like the songs have connected? Yeah, the, the songs are starting to feel like, you know, because uh, it, it's really crazy when I, I come to a show and a kid like rolls up their sleeve and has a, a lyric tattooed. That, that's like the craziest thing in the world to me. 
Cause like, I'm like, Oh my God, like those are the lyrics that I, I wrote, you know, and it's, and it, it's, you'll never really get used to it. But, um, but you know, I'm so glad, you know, people are connecting with my music and cause that, that's all, you know, we can ever ask for is, uh, you know, we just put out, you know, songs that we believe in. And if we, if people believe in them too, then that's just amazing. Amazing, yeah, because like we've chatted as well before, you guys have a very unique style in that, you know, like uh, fans of My Chemical Romance and those sort of bands could be into your band, but then also, you know, you take a real influence from bands like The Faces and Stones and you really kind of blend eras together, which is like no one else is doing right now. Um, do you think people have really kind of taken to that in that what you're doing is so unique? Yeah, because it's, it's funny because, you know, a lot of the kids that, you know, we play shows to, obviously they know like My Chemical Romance and, you know, Nirvana, but they don't know so much of like the history of kind of like the stones and, you know, the faces and, um, and they kind of, they kind of think it's like a new sound, but I'm like, you know, it's, it goes back so far. They, they kind of don't really know that, you know, their parents listen to that type of music, you know, and I think they would be shocked to find that out. But, um, it's really interesting because, you know, a lot of, a lot of kids really don't know, you know, a lot of like, classic rock and so i'm glad we can kind of like shine a light on that you know definitely yeah and is, is that a really exciting thing as well that you know say fans of your band can learn so much about rock and roll music as a whole yeah i mean that's amazing because i I've, I've had like a bunch of kids that you know come up to me like you know i've listened to so many interviews of you guys where you guys keep saying you know the rolling stones and i finally like checked them out and they're my favorite band i was like good <laughs> i'm like yes that's what i like to hear yeah, yeah, because as well, you know, as well in terms of from a kind of modern standpoint as well, like you guys are really, uh, we spoke to uh, Chase Atlantic recently you toured with and um, it feels like, you know, you two guys especially, like you're, you're really kind of blending worlds, as I say, and it feels like fans of so many different kinds of music can all kind of unanimously love your band. Do you think that's kind of, do you think that that's something that's going to continue to happen in that, you know, genres and, and that sort of thing maybe don't don't mean so much nowadays and that, you know, people like yourselves have grown up loving so many different kinds of music can really find a sound that, you know, incorporates so many different things? Yeah, because even, uh, even with the Chase Atlantic dudes, because they, because, um, you know, they, uh, especially on the Sleeping Osiris tour, they were just like a different sound, but everybody seemed to really enjoy it. And that's just such a huge thing to realize, you know, I think more bands, you know, that don't quite fit together should totally go out more, you know, because that's the whole point of music and it's just having a good time. Because if there's like seven of the same exact bands on the same bill, it kind of like, it, it kind of blends together. So I like, you know, bands that kind of stick out from each other. Definitely, yeah. And do you think that's a really refreshing thing as well to have these really, really eclectic bills? Do you think that that's great for you know kids just getting into music and things like that? Do you think that's a really, really good thing for music in general? Yeah, and uh, it's funny because like a lot of the shows we brought, um, like because we kind of stole the Chase Atlantic saxophone player like every <laughs> show to play Get Higher. No way! And it, it was like the coolest thing. Yeah, so uh, it was funny because he just played LA Fashion Week with us too, and just like. Uh, was jamming on the sax and i just i love that i think more bands should get together and just you know have fun jam together definitely yeah because well when you sort of start putting together future palais material um do you think that'll be something that you kind of you continue to incorporate into the music and that you know there isn't essentially a rule book you know you just want to do so many interesting new refreshing things with your music yeah because uh even uh we're just going over the songs for the new record actually yesterday and you know, it's just, 
there, there's some like pop songs. There's some, you know, kind of heavy, like heavier rock songs. There's just like classic rock songs. You know, there's, we really don't hold back. Cause you know, if we write the song, we're not going to be like, well, this isn't our genre. It's like, we're just going to put it out. Cause you know, we wrote it and you know, we believe in it. Yeah, definitely. So, so in terms of new material then, so it, is a whole album written or kind of what's, where are you guys up to with that? The whole album is written. Oh, wow. It's been written for like a couple of years, but and now we have to, you know, cause we wrote about, I think 40 songs for this record. So wow. we have to like narrow that down quite a bit. <laughs> it's going to be hard cause it's like, you know, choosing your favorite child. So it's uh, so we're just in that process right now, picking the songs that are going on the record, and then I think we record it right after um, we get back from London. Oh no way! Cool. So do you reckon yeah. it'll be quite different to Boom Boom Room, or just like obviously with the same kind of the spirit and like you say that kind of eclectic feel? But do you reckon there'll be a kind of a lot of new ground for Palais as well? The way we really describe this record is like it's like Boom Boom Rooms, like hotter sister. <laughs> It's just better. So we're really excited about it. I think uh, we're going to be dropping a new, uh, brand new single with music video. We're aiming around January. Oh, man. Awesome. I cannot wait to hear it. And I, and I mean, with that in mind, with the London show in mind, I mean, that's incredible. And in that, you know, first time overseas and you've, you're playing a, a fully, you know, a very quickly sold out, crazy, crazy show. Um, how are you feeling about that? That must be so exciting. That was uh, that was one of like the coolest things ever because uh, you know our agent was like, you know, if you guys can sell like you know a quarter of the tickets, that would look really good on you guys. We're like, okay, you know, I'm like, we've never even stepped foot over in England. We don't know how quickly it's going to sell, but you know, we'll try our best. And then it sold out in I think like three days. Man. And I, I remember I called my mom and I'm like, Mom, you'll never guess what happened. So it's it's extremely exciting. Like we really didn't see it coming, but we're so excited to play. You know, Europe and the UK and you know Asia, Japan for this next year because we got a bunch of stuff booked kind of overseas for this next year. No way, amazing. So so in, in terms of what we can expect as well, like you know, I was checking out. Um, obviously we've chatted a bit about the Palais Royale like live experience and stuff, and uh, I was checking out your Instagram and uh, I saw because um, obviously you guys have got a very distinct aesthetic and you're heavily involved in like you say sort of fashion weeks and the fashion world in general. Um, I saw you were wearing like a, a dress designed by Courtney Love and stuff like that, which was really really cool. Um, <laughs> is that yeah. kind of is that kind of what we can expect from the show as well? Will you be bringing very much bringing that side of Palais Royale to to the UK? fans as well what we always try to do is i try to do something just different and crazy and something to for people just to kind of go home with you know the whole fashion week just the people there are so stuffy and so serious and i'm like i'm like i'm just gonna be a goofball i'm gonna i'm gonna wear a dress it was actually my sebastian's girlfriend's dress that i took from her closet before we went to the show i was like you know what? I don't like the outfit right now. I'm just gonna I'm gonna wear a dress tonight to scare some people. <laughs> and so you know, I we just like we just like having fun doing something brand new, and we try to bring that to every show possible. Because I I've always never been a fan of you know if you see a band you know one time and you see their show, and then you see them a couple months later and and it's the same exact show. It's like that's that's the whole reason you go see something live it's just kind of to see something kind of unexpected you know 
Yeah, definitely, man. I couldn't agree more. I mean, as well, in terms of, uh, you know, the Royal Council and how, you know, how quickly that's grown over the past year. I mean, uh, you know, the Royal Times has been completely selling out. Uh, you know, obviously, we've got the show selling out. It's all completely crazy. A million views on Mr. Dr. Man on YouTube. Like, um, does it feel, does it still very much feel like uh, they are they are a huge part of the band? You know, I remember you telling me that they, they were doing artwork that you ended up blending into, like, tour posters and stuff, which was really cool. Is that very much something that you're hoping to continue? Oh, 100%. It's because yeah, we've been really noticing lately, you know, I, I see a bunch of kids uh, that come to the show uh, that kind of put on my makeup and kind of, you know, do like copy my makeup. And I think that's the coolest thing in the world. So, you know, as a band, we decided uh, for this Christmas, we're going to give the fans a little something that not a lot of like boy bands kind of put out. So we're going to we're going to release a makeup line like some uh some eye makeup so they can uh, kind of be more involved with us you know so in terms of that as well because I've, I've seen as well that you're kind of uh, putting a vote out to fans in the states um about sort of which uh which, which places that they want you to play the most is that because there's been such a kind of demand and people are so devoted and they've so like fallen in love with the band is it that you've literally just kind of you know you've got to work out exactly where where the biggest sort of where fans want you to go because the Royal Council's so overwhelming. Is, is that kind of where that came from? That's kind of where that came from is because we're going to be doing, uh, we're setting up, uh, I think, our first headlining um, thing in about January, February for just, it's like 10, 13 shows in the U.S. And, uh, you know, we want to see, you know, which, which crowd, because, you know, obviously we would love to tour this for like, a couple months, but we have, you know, other things booked. So we want to like, uh, go to the best, not like the best cities, but where the most demand is, you know? Uh, no, no, definitely. I remember you telling me as well that, um, you'd been to certain cities where you were playing and stuff and, uh, and fans had literally kind of done artwork and stuff like that, that you had no idea about until you saw it yourself. Is that something that you've seen, uh, repeatedly since? Like, is that kind of something that kind of follows you around in terms of the fan base and that sort of thing? Yeah, because we see artwork about every show, and it's so crazy because all these kids are so freaking talented, and it's and it's so cool to see that how involved our fans are with, you know, getting like our aesthetic, and they just they draw us these amazing like, fan art shit, and it's it's just unbelievable to see like you know these talented kids just like kind of like lean toward favoring your band in like a weird way. It's something I never really expected to happen, you know, because, you know, I was raised, you know, people come to shows, they listen to the music, and they go home. But this is, it just feels so much more involved um, in in this fan base. And I, it's like a family and I, I love it so much. As well, do you, do you find that you, you have kind of, your fan base really spans age groups? Because obviously, you know, you've got the, the whole rock and roll element and then you've got, you know, the more modern element and say there's all these different things going on. Do you find that that, you know, that's really kind of, that attracts a, a real kind of amazing range of people? Yeah, um, I kind of noticed that about, Probably a couple of days ago, because we did this radio uh, gig with Buck Cherry up in Sacramento, and it was just like it was a hundred pre-sold tickets to like only like these radio listeners. They're all about above the age of forty, all kind of like listen to like the heavier metal. And I'm like, I get there, I get up on stage, and I'm like, oh god, they're gonna hate me. I'm like, they're not thirteen-year-old girls. I'm like, this is gonna be terrible, but they wound up just absolutely loving it. And it kind of shocked me. I was like, wow, I'm like, 
we've got a very, very diverse people like that, that enjoy our music. And it's really cool to see. Wow, man, that's so cool. I mean, in terms of as well, you know, we've chatted in the past as well about kind of the idea of bringing back the kind of, uh, you know, the, the icon within bands and, you know, bands that have a real, like, uh, distinct aesthetic and kind of, you know, they're almost sort of superhero-esque in a way. Do you think that's that's coming back a lot more, especially this year, you know, with you guys? And do you think there is an element of that coming back into the music world? It's definitely starting to feel like that. It really is. It's because, um, you know, you always hope, you know, for like, ever, you know, ever since you're a kid, you always wanted to be, you know, like this untouchable rock stars type superhero guy. And, then you, you know, you always wishing, but it's, it's so cool to kind of like see that, you know, kids just look up to bands so much and they really are, you know, they're heroes. And that's, that's like, so you have like a responsibility to be, you know, like someone to look up to. And I, I think that's, that's the coolest thing that, you know, kids look up to bands and not, you know, politicians anymore. Yeah, definitely. Do you think that's quite an important thing in a way, you know, in that, you know, they are getting these figures again that are giving a lot of hope, you know, as opposed to, like you say, politicians and, and people like that, that maybe aren't such hopeful figures. <laughs> yeah. It, it's just, it's cool to see, you know, kids kind of going toward, you know, these guys that are, living their dreams and it and i hope it inspires them like kids for them to to follow their dreams and whatever it may be you know yeah definitely and is that what you had as well you know as you were growing up as you say because you know you have people like you know um ronnie lane and but then also gerard way as well you know there's people from different eras is that how it felt for you growing up were you three growing up as as you know music fans and eventually starting the band yeah because you know i i had so many people I looked up to as a kid, um, you know, obviously like Mick Jagger, you know, Gerard way I had, you know, I looked up to so many people. And then, um, I think I finally met, uh, who was it? It was uh, the lead singer of the black crows. Oh, cool. And I went to like my first black crows concert when I was 13 and I, I met the, the singer and it was like, it was like meeting a superhero. It was the coolest experience of my life. And I, ever since then, I was like, this is exactly what I want to do for the rest of my life. Awesome stuff. So, yeah, Remington, just brilliant. Um, they're, a, they're a real unique uh, bunch of guys. And as I say, I think this is only going to get bigger from here. And I think 2018 is going to be quite the year. Tamsin, what are you saying? I mean, straight up, I need to get my hands on that makeup line. <laughs> so yeah. if you're listening and you want to hook a girl up, then you know where I am. <laughs> I'm a big fan of eyeliner. <laughs> Just saying. Um, <laughs> other than that, though, um, yeah, I think I think we said 2018 is going to be a big, big year for them. Um, and the fact that they've kind of been working on the record for like two years now, and they've got 40 songs written, and they've they know what they're doing, they know where they want to go, they know who they want to be. Um, so I think it's going to be a very exciting few months, really, for them. Hundred percent, Jack. Um. My main thing about Palais Royale is just the hype. Like, there's not many bands I see with hype like this. It's kind of reminiscent of 21 Pilots in the scale of Euphoria, which is going on. And I'm really interested to see, like, as it gets bigger and bigger. Like, I mean, I love they called what's going to be side B of Boom Boom Room. Like, 
Saturday's hotter sister. Yeah, oh, yeah, which, genius. And, yeah. and I mean, like, what are you saying that? Because that album's already eclectic in its own right and all over the shop and just like so interesting and unique and unlike anything else. Yeah. So to push that to another level and like describe it as like even more attractive on the eye is it's it's really interesting and like just I say yeah like I'm I'm quite astounded by like how many people have been asking for this yeah it's like, crazy it's, it is crazy it's it's got pandemonium written all over it, it really does I mean I've had you know emails sent to me personally asking for the magazine to cover this band in any way we can um, it's crazy crazy stuff it feels so organic and like you say about 21 Pilots it feels almost DIY in that sense so yeah of all the bands in 2018 I think keep your eyes on this band because oh, yeah. it's going to be I mean it's kind of one of those like this show they're playing on Tuesday is like 200 people next one it's going to be a thousand and then bigger and then bigger and then bigger so it's kind of like prepare yourself too right big up and uh, too many people off Boom Boom Room Side A banger so yeah uh, a lot more I think from Palais Royale in the coming months and big shout out to Remington Jack list of questions list of questions <laughs> gets better whoa whoa <laughs> it does right. yeah. um, one, one week I'm like I'm, I'm building up to like um, an actual like screamed vocal but I'm not very confident with it yet I'm gonna come in with an air horn one week aren't you <laughs> like... what well, that's got my voice on it <laughs> sure yeah um, let's begin with um, Jordan Meeland has asked us should people let MCR move on from MCR which I think is a metaphorical hot potato at this point I say yes because all the band, like, I think recently there was an interview where Gerard was talking about playing World of Warcraft on the road, and he looks so happy and so, like, content with the life he's living, because he's a family man now, like, Frank's been on the road so much, like, and he's just got home to his family, he told us a few weeks ago that he can't wait to, like, chill out. And yet people still keep going, when's the reunion coming? When's the reunion coming? Like, oh, bloody hell, I'd love to hear you play these songs. Will you play these songs? I think while things are as they are, because no one knows what the future is going to hold, I think, yeah, leave them, leave them be to be, live their lives and do their own things. Yeah, I kind of agree, um, like, everything that you said. But, like, I've, like straight-up answer is yes. Like, move on from MCR becoming MCR again. But never let your love for them die. Like there's there's yeah. so I, I think I speak for all of them. There's yeah, so yeah. many bands that like have broken up that I still listen to like quite frequently. I go back to an album and I'm like, oh my god, this album's so good. Like I wish I could see it live again. It sucks that they're not together. But like just because a band isn't together doesn't mean that you can't adore them with all your being. Yeah, and I mean it always this whole situation has always reminded me of the Smiths in that you know they're one of the biggest bands probably on the planet uh, in musical history and they've always just remained true to what they originally did they've never got back together and it's always reminded me of my chemical romance in that when Gerard uh, did his kind of long explanation for what had happened after the breakup was announced it's always really stuck with me in that he said that they 
he knew it was the end when he went on stage and it was the first time that he felt he was having to pretend, you know, the first time he felt like it wasn't something that he truly believed in anymore. And I think that's so, so rare in this day and age. And it's, mm. it's just not a band's fault, you know, bands need to make a living, you know, all sorts of things. But it's so, so, it's still so rare. And in that sense, very, very special, I think. And in that respect, kind of like what you both said, I think that if MCO wants to let it lie, I think that's absolutely right. Local dot loser. Oh, I bet you're lovely, really. Um, I've asked the band you would most like to see make a comeback, and mine is a band I talk about nearly every day, which is Drugs. Oh. Um, which, if you're not familiar with drugs, it is the brainchild of Craig Owens, of Chiodas, and Nick Martin of Sleeping With Sirens fame is part of them. And about seven years ago, I think maybe 2010, they released one of the best albums ever, um, which is just the perfect combination of like sassy post-hardcore and like abrasive metalcore all mixed into one. And they played a few shows in the UK and like, and then they just disbanded. And there was a rumour a few weeks ago that they were talking about it was a vicious troll. <laughs> um, but I'd love to see them make like a proper comeback and like play actual shows and be an active band rather than like a side project. I'm going to go for a band who I feel like they gave up before it could have been so good. Um, it's a band, a UK pop rock band who came out sort of around the same time you me at six and low of atlantis and those sorts of bands were all first starting and they would all tour together and it was the best time of my life um it's a band called futures i mean they kind of came around in 2009 and they put out what i think is like literally i speak to anyone <coughs> i know within this scene and everyone agrees they put out one of the best debut eps that's just ever been it's a it came, I still hands down have my copy that was given away for free through Roxanne. Yeah, yeah, same. yeah. Big up. They, so they gave away their, their debut EP free with Roxanne, and it's seriously like, I, just go and listen to it. It's A Boy Who Cried Wolf is still one of the best songs I've ever heard. Um, and for the, like, to kind of bring people up to date, the lead singer, Ant, is probably better known for his new project called Oh Wonder. Um, but yeah, I just and their debut album as well was so good, and it was it's just pure joyful pop rock. Like you can't fault it. It's so good. Shout out! Is it is the summer on the AP? Yes. Yeah, oh, mate, banger. Yeah, so good. Uh, I'm going with YD, Your Demise. Uh, oh yeah, boy. Yeah. <laughs> again, again, it's I think it's like a running theme is all bands that should have been huge and kind of like gave up before yeah. they could be. Uh, yeah, YD are one of the best bands of this entire decade. Um, totally unique. They started out long ago as a very strap hardcore band, um, but then Ed McRae, one of the best frontmen to ever come from the UK. Uh, joined them and they turned into this hybrid of all kinds of things like melody straight up hardcore brutal but just like huge choruses all sorts of stuff going on um one of the best live bands i've ever seen as well some of the most brutal vicious but also fun and brilliant at the same time live shows i've ever seen bangers for days you know paper trails kids we used to be life of luxury so many good songs um i can't kind of gush about them enough basically they're just one of the best bands and i miss them dearly <laughs> I I have uh, many stories of failed stage dives to your demise. <laughs> One which involved me bruising the whole of my thigh as I landed on the barrier. And, and the other when I um, 
tried to stage. I was trying to do the shouty bit that Mike um, Mike from Doe West Prada does on Shine On, and the band stopped everything and just went, oh, you've missed that bit, mate. And then I, and then the rest of the crowd was like, <laughs> And then I had to, like, slink off stage. Shout out YD. YD unit forever. That's it, man. YD forever. <laughs> Love it. Not Magda Knight asked us what our favourite all-time live song is. And I have two words. Popping champagne. Strong. Yeah. Strong shout. Bold. Uh, coffee shop soundtrack. Oh, banger. Yeah. Straight, like, literally, it's still on all of my playlists on Spotify. I, can't, I, I will never get bored of that song. Great shout. Yeah, uh, for Baltimore. Yeah, just uh, oh, when, when the 90s vibes went in with that quintessential kind of all-time low sound, just perfect. Um, but as a quick shout out, like, been listening to, we, me and Will were just talking about how brilliant Last Young Renegade is, and I get a feeling that um, Nightmares is going to be in my top three of all time very, very soon. Very good shout Ground Control for me, man. <sighs> Great album. Shout out, listen questions. <laughs> <laughs> so, shop.rocksound.tv, very, very special week this week. We have launched a brand new issue, and it's Don Broco's first ever cover feature. Huge, so excited to be doing this and to be a part of this. It feels really special. It feels like it's a real long time coming. Don Broco blossomed into one of the most unique bands in music, I think. So to be able to do this is incredible. So all three bundles are available now at shop.rocksound.tv. There are only 200 available of each, which is crazy. So snap them all up. Once they're gone, they're gone. They're all based around the band's newer songs and their videos. So you can get the Everybody Bundle, the Pretty Bundle, and a Technology Bundle. Each bundle has a different limited edition cover, um, one of which involves cowboys, which is enough to buy it on its own. Uh, a pin badge, a hand-signed post print by the whole band, exclusive art card prints of each member, with different themes depending on which cover you go for, and also a Don Broker vinyl sticker. So much going on, so much to get involved with. Uh, the feature written by our associate editor, Rob Sace, is fascinating. It's a look at their journey, as I say, from this kind of unusual beginning, you know, we've talked about on the show before with Thug Workout and this kind of odd band up to now with technology, which is dropping next year, like Tamsin said on the news. It's just, oh man, like every song they've dropped from it has been different and been a total banger. So really, really interesting. Feels great to be a part of it. Shop.rustsound.tv, snap those bundles up, check it all out. Also includes features on Fallout Boy, as it is, Palais Royale, poster special from this year's legendary slam dunk, so much more. So get involved, shop.rocksound.tv. Uh, Spotify playlist as well. Updated Rock Sound chart. Who at the top of it, Jack? Don Broco. That's <laughs> it, with T-shirt song. Big up. Follow us on Spotify, get involved with that. I take my T-shirt off, raise it around my head. <laughs> You saw that in, in real time as well, didn't you? I did. I, I've seen Rob Damiani take his T-shirt off and wave it around his head while watching Bad Rabbits uh, in Peckham. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a brand new episode as well of the Scuzz TV show on Daily on Scuzz to go along with the Don Broco cover of the magazine. Absolutely incredible. So you want to check out all the new bangers. All the new information about all the bands included in this month's issue, check that out on Daily on Scuzz. So, interview two, real friends, Dan Lampton and Kyle Faisal. I spoke to them, uh, caught up with them just before their show supporting Neck Deep at Brixton a few weeks ago. Uh, we chatted about, uh, they've just celebrated seven years as a band. They've put some very interesting acoustic uh, sessions up online. So, we, check, we uh, chatted about that. But also the main event, we chatted about what's happening with album number three. Uh, currently writing it. 
coming to an end of the writing session, the writing process. Really, really interesting stuff. It feels like there's a real fire in the belly there. So without further ado, this is Dan and Kyle from Real Friends. Awesome. So uh, Dan, Kyle, thank you so much for joining us on the Roxanne Podcast. Nice one. Stoked. <laughs> awesome. So um, it's been seven years as a band. Uh, it celebrated last month. Um, you know, with the acoustic sessions. Take us inside. It's quite an unusual, cool way of um, of celebrating, you know, the band so far. Uh, where did the ideas for that come from? Did you just kind of want to do something a bit different? Well, we used to do uh, acoustic videos all the time, uh, like coming up and stuff, just to put content out, um, including certain uh, spots around our area and stuff, and uh, just kind of, I guess, an updated, more focused version of that um, whereas you know you get a new song an old song performed in a random location first one was in Kyle's apartment uh, we tried doing a second one at uh, what is called the Catcade in Chicago which uh, is exactly how it sounds it's an arcade with uh, and they teamed up with uh, local animal shelter to have uh, like about 10 or so cats and they're probably more they have a back room probably just cats on cats but you go there and you can adopt the cats and tried doing it it didn't end up working we're gonna go back there try to try to get it going again but uh, yeah just like random cool spots that we can think of in our area you know that we want to include within what we're doing and, and and at this point too like kind of tying it in with the seven years as a band we kind of look back we're like we have a lot of songs you know and i think that also too I think being a band in this day and age too, there's a lot of songs that are overlooked just because I think that things are gearing more towards Spotify and like singles and playlists and all that. And we have a lot of songs um, and you know, all the bands out there have a lot of songs that are just kind of not highlighted in today's world because I do think it's shifting more to singles. So it's kind of another way for us to highlight maybe, um, maybe even an older song that wasn't that uh, well known you know maybe something later on an album or something like that you know so it's a, it's definitely a good opportunity for for us to do that as well it's another point of it awesome yeah because is it fun to kind of go back to those older songs you know stuff on like this is honesty is it fun to kind of revisit those things and maybe kind of do new things with them and that sort of thing yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, well we actually have been taking like because before we would just take the songs and play them acoustic in this way this time around we're trying to actually like kind of change them a little bit into more of an acoustic format so that it's not just us playing the songs as is on the you know as it is on the record awesome yeah because um as well like you're saying that there are plans to be more like is that kind of is that plan going in 2018 that we might be seeing some more stuff yeah, coming yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah cool. just whenever we have the uh you know whenever we have the chance yeah i think it's something that we want to do frequently but not like also not put like a a date on it like every Friday that you know what I mean it's like we kind of just want it to be like frequently but when it feels right to you know like we don't want to do it with we don't want to do it with songs that we don't feel you know like need it or like at locations maybe we're not stoked on you know we want everything to be special um, and yeah and we were really stoked on the, the first one we thought it came out really good like uh, the audio even like we just recorded it a lot better and we watched the old acoustic videos i'm like these suck compared to like <laughs> these new ones i'm like they just sound so much better and another cool thing of it too is that um they're totally done by us like we film it all um dave and uh dan kind of have done the the like audio 
uh, stuff with it. So it's it's definitely like totally produced by us, which I think is cool and like really um, just kind of gives us more options of, of uh, things to do with real friends. Amazing, yeah, because as well, the, the Home Inside My Head has been with us for a good 18 months now, so people have had the real time to take in all the songs and really absorb it. Like, how is it listening back to that album now? Obviously, you did it with Steve Vets, and, like, it really felt like, um, you know, you kind of really explored the Real Friends sound and kind of made it, you know, even bigger. Um, like, how is it listening back to that album now? Are you still really proud of it? I can't remember the last time I listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, fuck that album. Um, <laughs> no, um... I can't say I, I I haven't I haven't taken a listen in a minute, so I might have to do that tonight. <laughs> we can uh, I'll send you a little sound bit and you can edit it. In. <laughs> I'm up for that. <laughs> I think you know I think we are proud of the album, but I also think being an artist listening to the album, there's a lot of things that um, you know were maybe left open that we feel like you know we kind of want to explore more on you know. Um, so yeah, I mean, like we're we're proud of the album, but I think it's one of those things too where you listen to it and it's just there's just so much more to be explored, you know. So which makes me really stoked for the for our next album. Amazing. So there's a real fire in the belly then at the moment for the new songs, and they're really excited about them. Yeah, I I think that our band as of late has kind of had like I don't know, kind of a fire, like you said, like going into this next album, like. Uh, we've been writing it for a while and you know not to say that we didn't in the past but like I feel like we've just have been communicating more as a band and just kind of like instead of it just kind of being like hey well we this is what we're gonna write okay yeah it sounds cool it's like everyone being more open with what they want to do and um, kind of where we want to go with the sound so in terms of like how far you're along with it how is it sound? Is it kind of like, are we, you say, exploring kind of like newer things within the Real Friends sound? Or could we be expecting maybe some curveballs or who knows? Or will it be, I guess it will be the Real Friends that we know and love as well. But it sounds like it could be quite a, an experimental album. Uh, I don't know if it's uh, far along enough uh, as far like as far as like the, grand, like the greater picture. Yeah, it's definitely not there yet. But we have a lot of music written for sure that's like, more than enough probably but we're kind of to the point now where after this tour actually is when we're going to go home and kind of like piece it all together that's when it will really all start to come together you know because uh, it's funny like you can write a song and then listen like i think we started writing songs for this like god it had to be like close to maybe even like eight or nine months ago and you're writing then and you're like man this sounds awesome and then you listen back and you're like that's not very good you know so like <laughs> I feel like time is something that we have never really had in the past when it comes to writing and stuff. The last album we did a little, but this one we really started started writing early, like not heavily, but like you know started the process. So I think that um, I think when I hope at least, but I think when the record's done, we'll look back and feel very good about it and just. Um, that it was very well thought out, you know, like there was a lot of things like brought up that well, let's not do that. Oh, let's do that. Okay, let's, you know, because I think the more time you have, the the better. And and we've we've definitely been writing it for a while now, still and still, like Dan said, don't even really have the 
grand scheme of it, you know, gotta gotta go and pick through all the bits and pieces when we get home. Oh man, that's so exciting! Like, it's, it's, so in that in that way, has it been so far? Has it been quite an organic, positive writing process? Then it sounds like you know, you say you you've given so much time to the songs, it's really allowing them to kind of expand and breathe and grow. Is that is that kind of it's been a very positive process so far? Yeah, it's, it's nice to be able to do it at more of a leisurely pace instead of. Uh, feeling like a chicken with my head cut off um <laughs> i will say that but uh, no yeah it, it, it's it's been great because then it doesn't have to be uh, necessarily like a grind well there's always like a grind and like crunch time um, which is healthy though yeah like, yeah to but, an extent <laughs> but to it's just you know every time we're able to judge it better on how you know we should do it the next time around Definitely. So, so in that, in with the previous records, could it, was it a bit more fraught in the past? Then, where you kind of work into to quite tight deadlines and that sort of thing. God, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I had to start taking pills for a while, but it was uh, the because we'd tour a lot and we would take, you know, we we'd take what was good, but. Um, a lot of it came at once, so then it would be, you know, like we'd be writing and then we'd get an offer for a tour and then we announce this, announce a label signing, announce, uh, you know, that the record's coming out and then record the record, then go tour on it and then, you know, but, oh, when you're recording it, you have less than three weeks and then you don't have any off days and if your voice fucks up, which mine did, during that record then the first record yeah gotta figure something out so uh luckily it got done but it's just like it, it's nice to be able to have that scheduling uh like locked in and kind of know when to start to avoid just unnecessary stress yeah and 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 i think the more you do it you know like before i mean like like you originally said we've been a band for seven years and it's like going in to write even our second album you know which at, at that point even we had been a band a while you know i really feel like we didn't start early enough because we were writing on the road um heavily writing on the road which was very very stressful um and like this time around it was like we just went and started writing um a lot earlier you know and now when we do go home and um, from this tour and start to put it all together, I feel like it's going to be that much, like, I don't want to say easier, but more options, I guess, to choose from, you know? Because, I mean, I don't even know how many songs we've written musically for the album, but it's, it's a, if you include all the bits and pieces, it's, it's a lot, you know? So, but it's putting it all together that's going to be the work when we get home. Amazing, yeah. Because when when you came out and you know announced Home Inside My Head, I mean, it was very like um, you know, obviously you have, uh, maybe this place is the same, and it was you did all the touring off that, and then all of a sudden it was like you went away for a very very short amount of time, and it was suddenly like, oh, we got a new album, you know. So that was that a direct kind of result of that, in that it was just constant, constant, constant. Yeah, it, it was just didn't matter when and where it was just we were working on the record, yeah. So yeah, and and, and I think that's a thing where you live and learn though too like with us it's like we would never write a record like while touring again you know like it was just it's just a lot but i mean that's what it is to be in a band though you know it's all about time management you know it's like um you know it's a, it's great to do this and we love it but you learn a lot you know and it's like you can't always be going like 150 miles an hour you know it's like you have to be able to like 
do certain things and not do certain things, you know, because being on the road and writing is is really hard, you know. Um, but but yeah, we would probably never do that again. Uh, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> don't want to do that. <laughs> so just to finish up then so going into 2018 then it's, it's so it's all about the new tunes but it's very much about making sure that they get the time they deserve and then we'll hear stuff when it's ready basically yeah yeah pr- pretty much i mean i think we're very focused i think we're more focused than we've ever been as a band probably um going into the the writing and recording process of this record you know i'm, I'm really stoked for the future like i don't feel like we've been a band for seven years like i don't feel like wore out or like sick of this or you know what i mean it's like i think we're all very like refreshed and very stoked on the future you know we want to just keep going awesome yeah i mean i absolutely love real friends they've just got absolute bangers for days so i cannot wait for this album one of my most anticipated for 2018 tamsin what you saying um uh, Real Friends are a great band, like always have been. Um, they always, they always stick to their roots, um, and they never, they've never set out to just be another pop punk band. Like they, they have their own style and twists on like the pop punk genre, and they, you know, they don't really sit alongside State Champs and Neck Deep and such. They kind of have the emo vibe as well, which is really really cool. Um, but. Uh, at, from that from that interview, I think it's it's really nice to hear that they are taking their time with this next record, and then they're not you know pressured with dates and timelines and people being like you've got this amount of time to do this because I think I think everyone kind of if you know if you're a friend of real friends a friend of real friends <laughs> if you're a fan of real friends um, it can be a friend as well sure um, you know. They've had some struggles the past few years, and like a lot of people don't realize the pressures of like touring, writing, touring, 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 writing, touring. Like just doing that on a constant cycle, it's really it can be really damaging to people. Like bands are human. Um, I think people forget that, and I think it it is really important for them in order to for real friends to remain being real friends. They've they need that time to just kind of work on things how they want to work on it, and. Um, I think because they now have that, the whatever is coming next musically is going to be really, really special. 100%, yeah. I cannot wait, Jack. Well, Real Friends have always been huge advocates of like mental health awareness, especially Dan, who has been more open than many people are like confident enough to be about like their troubles and their demons. And like, when, you, when you listen to them actually talking about music, you can see... like. It, it leaks through a little bit because it's like you can't keep these worlds separate especially when the pressures of like when people do expect you as Tamsin said like to release an album and then tour and then like constantly be releasing content um, it's like Kyle said it's about the time management you can't always go 150 miles an hour which in this world you know most people do and that's where you crash like, you, you can't even drive a car at 150 miles an hour, like, let alone your brain. So for them to be in that position where they're not feeling like they have to come back, like, straight away, like, they can, say, they can take a rain check and go, you know what, we've achieved this, and we're going to figure out what we're going to do next. It's, it's just really nice. It's nice that they're not... Like, with so many interviews that we've had on this, it's like people feeling a little bit jaded about what they've been doing for the past year. To hear them actually 
really happy and solid about the direction they're in at the minute it's 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 really nice like shout out real friends definitely yeah and, and the home inside my head as well i felt that was such a, a brilliant kind of step forward for the band so i think this could be a real moment you know mm. i think they could genuinely be the next pop bump band to really really make a, a breakout wave you know and i hope so because they totally deserve it because they're great so fingers crossed uh, and we'll definitely get the guys back on the show when there's more news on the album when it's all recorded so yeah brilliant stuff so shop.rocksound.tv as i say very very special week we have launched the first ever don broco cover feature brand new bundles you can get the everybody bundle the pretty bundle and the technology bundle at shop.rocksound.tv each bundle has a different limited edition cover as i say based on the band's songs of the same names and the themes of their video including cowboys and aliens and all sorts of stuff you get a pin badge hand signed poster print by the whole band exclusive art card prints which is like trading cards with each member of don broco and also a don broco vinyl sticker so much going on so so cool as i say we couldn't be more excited to be doing this and uh yeah we'll have a review of the alexandra palace show that we're all very excited about in the coming weeks sing uh, some beers and watch the band <laughs> so many high kicks <laughs> so many high kicks like honestly with that i'm so, i'm gonna wear my loose I'm, I'm probably gonna wear my shorter shorts so i can get the highest high kick that's an interesting image um <laughs> Chuck a cowboy hat on as well. Yes. Go for it. Yes. Can't well, wait. Don't, don't encourage me. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, quite the endorsement. So shop.roxanne.tv, get involved. Brilliant stuff. Also, Spotify playlist, get involved. Follow us on Spotify. Update Roxanne chart, of course, weekly with, of course, Don Broco at the top with T-shirt song, absolute banger. And the Scuzz TV show, brand new episodes premiered now as well to go along with the new issue. So get on that on daily on Scuzz TV. Come to an end, guys. It's been a lot of fun. You had a good time? Always. Always. Oh, Jinx. Whoa. <laughs> Jinx in her out of crap. That was really weird. This okay. bit, we've reached the um, point now, haven't we? This yeah. is like... We're hanging out too much we're, together. We're, we're, too, we're too in sync. <laughs> is um, Don Broker the first show we're going to all be at together? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Quite possibly. Uh, it's a, a moment. Yes. Yeah. Excited. Perfect. Maybe we should record the podcast there. Well, <laughs> see what happens. Well, after like five beers and like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> five. I am currently running on heads to yeah. state chat. Yeah. So this is the Tabson's best. has gone. We don't know where. <laughs> this is the best night of my life. <laughs> <laughs> what a place to end, uh, guys. We'll see you next week. Love you. Bye. Bye.